Hello, I'm Deb McBride, and welcome to my very first podcast. I am a professional astrologer for over 30 years, and I am here to start presenting astrological information on a regular basis. So let's begin. It's April 18th, 2018, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, Escazú to be specific. And there's a lot of astrology going on this week. It's very intense this week, and we're going to talk all about it. So the first thing we're going to discuss is that Mercury, the planet of communication, is finally direct, and it went direct in the wee hours of Sunday morning, Sunday the 15th, and it's been retrograde in Aries since March 22nd. And during this retrograde cycle, it's been at odds, first with Mars and then with Saturn. And this is a Mercury that is aggravated. It's not in a happy place. It's not been in the best of moods. And because Mercury is our mental energy and our intellect, it makes decision-making particularly difficult during this time. So the retrograde enough is going to make things difficult. But then Mercury squared Mars at the end of February, and that is a challenging aspect. And Mars is the Mars is the assertive planet, and it rules Aries. And even though it was in been in Capricorn, Mercury, when it challenges Mars like that, gives it a bit of an irritated experience. You know, there's the desire to move forward, and then there's the indecision, and and then there's the experience of just sort of an underlying indescribable uh, nastiness or discomfort could be anywhere on that spectrum. Anyway, it's squared Mars at the end of February, then again on April 4th, and then it will square Mars again on May 12th. So step one of this is to look at what or who has been getting under your skin since the end of February. Has there been one particular problem? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's something personal that you're going through on your own. But this has been a punchy and irritating time because of this aspect. It is showing us something. It is making us get to the bottom of an issue where we may want to assert ourselves and feel we cannot or we are just afraid to move forward on some level. Because Mercury is also squaring Saturn, which is also in Capricorn, and it's in its rulership there, Saturn rules Capricorn, Saturn's traveling closely behind Mars, and Mercury first squared Saturn on March 11th. So we had it squaring Mars at the end of February, then it squared Saturn on March 11th, and then again with Saturn on April 5th, which was about the same time it was squaring Mars, because Saturn and Mars were together. And Mercury will square Saturn for the last time on April 25th. Now, Saturn is a restricting influence. Saturn is where we feel a roadblock. Saturn is where we have to get over a hump to do what we want to do. So where do you feel you have nowhere to turn? Where does it seem that no matter which direction or decision you make, it's like choosing the less of two uncomfortable situations? Because this is what these planets have been bringing us since the end of February with Mercury's activity with both of these planets. And we'll finally see the back end of this on May 12th, but there's another stage in this with Saturn at the end of April on the 25th. And so 
if neither situation is either easy or actually desirable, if you examine both closely, you'll see that you need to choose the one that involves a leap in your life. Because basically, this you're being presented with something that is sort of the lesser of two evils. And one of the situations really does need to evolve in your life. One of them is taking a risk, and that's the one that needs to evolve. The place where you've been a hundred times before, the place that's safe, the place that's familiar, probably not the choice to take. And it is a little bit spooky right now to make these decisions, to take these leaps, but they're really important. The one that most likely involves a big life change and forces you into forward motion is the one that you're going to want in the long run. You're being stretched. You're being asked to grow. You're being asked to move forward. And speaking of moving forward, the new moon we just had in Aries on Sunday evening, and it was very close to conjunction with revolutionary Uranus. So this is a very important new moon because it's the last new moon in Aries while Uranus is in Aries and they are conjunct, meaning they are in the same place at the same time. So the next time there's a new moon in Aries will be next year and Uranus will already be in Taurus. And we're going to talk more about that in the future because Uranus goes into Taurus next month, May. If you know anything about Uranus, it's chaotic, but it's brilliant. It stresses individuality, innovative thinking, freedom, and independence. No one can tell you what to do if you have a good dose of Uranus in your chart. And this experience with the new moon, just in Aries, with Uranus, started a very potent and powerful cycle because it's the dawn of a new era for everyone. We're experiencing a time of really leaping forward and connecting with what we want to be doing. That is innovative, in, in Uranian in, in that respect, innovative, gives us life-affirming energy with a bright, sparkly new vision. This is because the actual aspect of the exact conjunction of the sun happened today, this morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time and 8 a.m. my time in Costa Rica. So the sun and the moon met up with each other on Sunday evening. The moon connected with Uranus exactly in the middle of the night. And then the sun took a couple days to catch up, which was today, Wednesday. And so this is really the launching point. This is the launching point of something new. So the sun will be charged from its greeting the moon on Sunday evening. And then by the time it kissed Uranus today, if you don't know already, it will bring to light, maybe evening with lightning bolts, what we need to pursue boldly and without fear. If you've already been taking your first steps towards this future, you may find you're already feeling the first taste of freedom from restriction. This is a move of independence. I can't stress this enough. It is very much about moving forward. Again, this is another symptom of that. Like we just saw Mercury, now we're looking at the sun and Uranus. It may mean that there are some endings because with new beginnings, there are always endings. And when new doors open, we have to close old doors. But whatever door you are closing um, is going to be because you want to, not because you have to, not because someone else is making the decision for you. Because we, one thing we know about Aries is 
it's up to us. It's our initiation of the process. Aries is an independent first sign. It's the trailblazer. So this is up to you. This is your own independent move right now. So be confident because Uranus would not tolerate it any other way. It really requires us to step it up and step up our game and really be present for ourselves. Remember in mythology, Uranus is the one who stole fire from the gods. He got punished for it, but he stole fire from the gods and gave it to mankind. This is also a highly creative time. So think about what it is that you want to create right now. Think about how you want to put something new in the world. Think about what steps you're taking for it towards a new life. Thinking outside the box is important. Exercising muscles that haven't really been used. This is not comfortable. We're not saying it's going to be, but it's very necessary right now. So this is extraordinarily important. Uranus has met the sun. The sun has met Uranus for the last time today in the sign of Aries. Uranus takes 84 years to go around the zodiac. So they are not going to meet again by conjunction in Aries where the sun is exalted for another 84 years. So anyone listening right now, probably not in your lifetime. And... This is an important thing to remember. This is not something we're going to see again. And so that's why it's these once-in-a-lifetime moments that alert us to the leaps we need to take and why it's so important to do that. So then we move on because there's been more changes this week. And the other thing that's changing is Chiron, which is an asteroid, and that has just changed signs. So we're being asked to really change things around this week. There's so much going on in the heavens. There's so much astrology right now that it's deeply important to move forward. And it's deeply important for us to look at our lives. And Chiron's a deep influence. It's not something that's light and fluffy. It's, it's been in Pisces for seven years, and that's the end of the Zodiac. And so it's moved now into Aries. Yesterday, it moved into Aries for the first time in 50 years. So the, the thing about Chiron is it does stay in a sign for 50. For, um, it does do an entire circle of the Zodiac in 50 years. So if you're 50 years old, you're having your Chiron return. And it moved in in 1968 into Aries. So this is it. It's moving into Aries again. It was in Aries from 1968 to 1977, and now we're looking at it coming back again. So if you don't know about Chiron, it represents our wound, where we're wounded, where we feel we never quite get over the wound, and we're always going back to sort of lick our wounds. Um, in Pisces, it makes an extraordinarily sensitive person. So if you were born with it in Pisces and you know your chart, it, if you've got it in Pisces, you can't allow the wound to create constant suffering in your life because Pisces is known for its suffering. It is the end of the Zodiac. It's the end of the journey, the end of the story. And so Chiron is a place of profound sacrifice and wounding and learning how to heal one's own wound in the sign of Pisces where it's just been. 
it was about being inspired to use your own healing energy in a positive way, both for yourself and others. Everyone has healing energy on some level, especially if you have Chiron and Pisces that makes you a natural healer. Now it's in Aries and it's going to be there for nine years. So that's a huge amount of time. And it's where we strive to be self-reliant, self-confident, learn healthy self-assertion and not back away and be a people pleaser because the opposite of Aries is Libra and Libra is very polite. Aries is very straightforward. So we aren't interested in being polite with this. This is where Chiron wounds the whole self-assertion thing. So people who have Chiron and Aries, if you were born from 1968 through 1977, these are rules you need to live by. You have to remember that it's not good to allow abuse in your life, to tolerate bad people in your life. It's time to use the power of your voice to say enough is enough. It's time to get what you deserve. Oftentimes, people with Chiron and Aries do not stand up for themselves. The whole lesson is about standing up for themselves. And that's why it's there. They need to learn a lesson about that. And sometimes Chiron and Aries people get stuck in situations where they're not treated well and they have to move out of that. And that's, you know, coming around again as a Chiron return. This is a lesson that Chiron and Aries people are going to learn. It's very interesting because it's not a full-fledged planet, but I always say never underestimate the power of a Chiron transit. You really understand the feeling of being wounded when you have it transit your sign for several years. And if you know your chart, look to where you have Aries, what house it's in, and this is the area of your life where Chiron will now travel. If you are in Aries, you're gonna have Chiron in your sign, for the next nine years. And this is something where you're going to learn a whole lot about yourself and what you'll allow and what you won't allow and how to handle woundedness and healing. Chiron is the wounded healer in mythology and he lived in a cave. So <laughs> we don't want to live in our cave. We want to, we want to take care of ourselves, but this is really a powerful thing for an Aries to experience now. And it's very important to pay attention to Chiron's transit over these next nine years. Um, the next step here is that Saturn turned retrograde last night at nine degrees Capricorn, which is in its own sign. Now this is a lot of information <laughs> for one week and there's a lot of leaps being taken. There's a lot of information being thrown around. We're being hit every day with something new. So every day this week, practically, there's been some shift or change. So Saturn is going to stay retrograde until April. Uh, I'm sorry. It started retrograding on April 17th. It's going to stay retrograde until September 6th. Now it's nearby Pluto, which has been in Capricorn since 2008. And Pluto is going to retrograde on Sunday, April 22nd. They are eventually going to meet up exactly, Saturn and Pluto will, in January of 2020. 
but between now and then, we're gonna start noticing their positions getting closer. And therefore, their flavors will begin to blend together more, especially next year. Saturn is about discipline and duty and authority and restriction and overcoming fear. Pluto is about transformation, diving into the underworld, shining a light in the darkness and coming back up from the darkness, healed and more empowered. Pluto can be powerful or powerless. It depends on us and how we choose to use it. We can give our power away or we can choose to own it and take responsibility for it and use it in the world. There's going to be a lot of testing of that when Saturn and Pluto get together. But for right now, they're connected with the planet Mars. They're all three of them are in Capricorn. And Mars is sitting in between Saturn and Pluto. Now, Mars is a planet of action, assertiveness. It's a warrior planet. It's where we have confidence. It rules Aries. And we're talking a lot about Aries right now as Uranus is getting ready to leave Aries. We've had the new moon in Aries and Chiron just entered Aries. So this planet is what rules all of that. And so Mars right now, interestingly enough, is sitting between Saturn and Pluto and it's kind of wedged in there. And it's past Saturn. It hasn't reached Pluto yet. It will reach Pluto and make a conjunction on April 26th, but we're not there yet. So when an inner planet, such as Mars, it's a, it's a personal planet, when an inner planet is wedged in like this, in astrology, we call this besieged. And it means that the energy of the two other planets, which are considered in an old-fashioned term malefic, um, it's considered that they're going to sort of pounce on Mars if he tries to make any sort of move. So while Mars is exalted in Capricorn, it's very good there, it is really in a place where it can't do what it wants to do. So its expression is being curbed and controlled by these two bigger, slower entities. So we need to navigate our course carefully. So, okay, so there's all this Aries energy happening and we want to push forward, yet on some level we may be indecisive and trying to make some headway and trying to step forward into what we want to do more than anything, and our goals, reach our goals, but we're really being a little bit held back. And this is important to just sort of recognize and navigate carefully. Mars is exalted while in Capricorn, as I said, it's very good. Um, but we do need to ponder and plan how we need to move forward because we're not allowed to move too quickly with Mars sort of in, the, in between those two planets. We don't want to set the world on fire, even though that's what's kind of burning inside of us right now. We can definitely gain from using the energy wisely to achieve our goals, but we definitely need to sort of make a plan. Capricorn is very cautious. Again, it's ruled by Saturn. When Mars is in Capricorn, it's, even though it's exalted, it's strategy. It's thinking about what we need to do, planning the strategy, planning it out, and then taking our move, making our move. 
So there's a balance here. It isn't all about just diving in. It's sort of pondering, stepping back, and wondering how to proceed with a good amount of caution, but with confidence. When Mars does conjunct Pluto on April 26th, we're closing off a two-year cycle because Mars and Pluto met for the last time two years ago. Mars's cycle is every two years. So when that cycle finishes, we'll begin a new two-year cycle of this kinship that is between Mars and Pluto because Pluto rules Scorpio. Mars is the original ruler of Scorpio. So Pluto is sort of a higher octave, a higher expression of Mars. And so in this relationship and conjunction, we'll really be finishing up something, another part of this journey. Now, while we have the sun in Aries for the next few days, um, and it's going to be entering Taurus the end of this week, we do want to look at what we've learned from having Uranus in the sign in these last seven years. It's going to step into Taurus. Uranus will step into Taurus next month but it will return to Aries for a short few months at the end of this year in early 2019. But that's it. And then we're done. So what have you learned? Where have you been assertive? Where have you done something innovative? Where have you taken a leap in your life? And think about that and what you've learned and how you've expressed that. Uranus is a revolutionary planet. It's Energy is available to us, you know, in moments like this, and we can really see where it can help us. It, it gets us unstuck. Where Saturn can keep us sort of running on the same treadmill, Uranus doesn't want us to do that. Uranus wants us to keep moving. And that's about it for this week. The sun moves into Taurus this week. We are going to have things slowed down a little bit, not so much fire in the sky. Taurus is an Earth planet, an Earth sign, so we're very pleased to be sort of calming things down a little bit. Um, there's not a lot of air in the sky still. Right now the moon is in Gemini and it's going to be there till the wee hours of Friday morning. Um, and it's really not going to produce a lot of air right now, except, you know, we're going to have to wait until we, another month or so when we get into Gemini and we have some time period where, where we do have some air in the sky. So it's not a thoughtful process right now. It's a lot of feeling, a lot of fire, a lot of uh, sort of trying to stay grounded with the earth planets. And until we meet again, this is Deb McBride. And you can look at my website, debmcbride.com. I'm also on Twitter at debastrology. And also on Instagram at Deb Astrology. And on Instagram, I put up one-minute astrology videos for pieces of information about the aspects that are going on. And it's actually quite handy, a snippet of astrology in your day to, to let you know what's going on in the heavens and what can be helpful to you right now. So tune in, and I'll be back in this space next week. Thank you.